Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bucket List Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Modaluski, and this is episode three. Before I get started on the episode, I just want to mention that one, I'm in a different room um, that I normally work in for these episodes, so sound might be a little different. Also, another reason the sound sounds different is because I am sick. I've been sick for two weeks now. It's pretty much all gone, but my throat is still very like raw and sore, so my voice sounds very much more smoky and raspy. Although I do have a more raspier voice every once in a while when I'm like really comfortable, not like in my customer service voice like I kind of did in the first couple episodes. Um, this is my like true voice, but like a little bit more. Um, so I apologize if I sound a little squeaky or a bit like a pu- prepubescent boy every once in a while with the squeaks of my tone of voice. So I am still working on it. I am near the end. I don't have COVID. I don't have strep. I don't have tonsillitis. I actually went to the doctor. Like I never do that um, for a cold and just have a regular cold, but it has taken a while to finally let up and give me some dang relief. So it is better than it once was, and it's better than it was last week. So I apologize. There was no episode last week. I couldn't even talk last weekend. It was pretty bad. So I'm lucky that I can even talk now. Um, so I may have to take a couple sips here and there as I do this episode. But I am excited because this episode I'm going to be talking all about skydiving. Skydiving is a is an activity that only actually 1% of the world, I believe, if not the United States, of people will participate in. It's a very, very well-known thing. It's a very well-known thing to be put on bucket lists and it is something that is terrifying for good reason. But I want to give you tips and tricks and advice and maybe help uh, soothe your mind on that maybe you were curious about um, skydiving but you're still a little afraid to do it. As somebody who also was, I want to give a good breakdown on the entire process and how someone like myself, a scaredy cat, afraid of heights, was able to conquer skydiving. And honestly, I might do it again. I'm not sure. I really liked where I went, so I feel comfortable enough to go back to them. So I don't know. It's it's a bit of a more of expensive activity. I will say that upright. It's typically around two hundred to three hundred dollars. Sometimes maybe a little bit cheaper if you're able to get like a discount or like a Black Friday deal, depending when you buy it. Maybe like a Groupon. So I want to get really into all the nitty gritty of this entire process to maybe soothe your mind, or if you're just generally curious about skydiving and someone who's actually done it firsthand experience as a first timer. This episode is for you, so stay tuned. All right. So why skydiving? I think a lot of people want to do skydiving because it really is like the epitome of thrill-seeking. It is something for, of course, adrenaline junkies, but it's also something that is a little bit of an easier uh, activity for like thrill-seekers because essentially the person that you're jumping with, if you do tandem, I'm always, I'm of course talking about tandem skydiving. I'm not talking about free solo skydiving. I don't have certification. Certification to skydive solo is a long, strenuous process. It's also very expensive. And I have personally no interest in that. So this is all about tandem skydiving with another person, a skydiving, skydiving instructor who is on your back the entire time, does the parachute, helps you jump out of the plane, sets you up with the gear, all that jazz. So just so you know, skydiving, yes, is very popular because the person, the, the instructor does a lot of what 
you know, you need to do. It's not like a solo activity. It's a little bit, you're, you're putting your life in this other person's hands, but you feel this immediate trust if you have a good company that you're doing this with. And I really felt that when I went, I felt like I had a really great instructor. I went with Steven, my husband. Um, we went to Skydive Chicago, which is about, honestly, not super close to Chicago. It's very close to Starve Rock in Illinois uh, State Park. It is a nice area that's just a lot of farm, but also you can kind of see Starved Rock. It's a really big state park over there that has a lot of fall foliage. Um, that's what they're known for at Starved Rock, and they have like a big rock so that's what it, that park is known for. So it's near that area. It's about two and a half hours, uh, three hours from Madison in the area that I live in. Yeah, it's not too far. The reason why we went to that one is because of weight limits. Steven is a taller guy. I am a curvier lady. We wanted to make sure that we weren't going to be worried about getting unable to jump because of our weight. Uh, so we wanted to go somewhere that was like 250 or 275 was the weight limit. I know I'm kind of like hinting at my weight here. I'm not going to talk about that. But I just, as somebody who's curvier, I think it's important to mention those things in this specific episode, of course. I truly believe that it is something Something that everyone should at least look into. I don't know necessarily if everybody's going to want to do it, but I think it is a great launching off point to like the big adrenaline thrill seeking activities that you can do. And if you go to the right place, it won't feel so scary. So like I said, we went to Skydive Chicago. This was last summer, I believe. Actually, I think it was last August or September. I want to say August. There was a big ordeal when we went first. I bought these skydiving tickets or vouchers or whatever and I booked our spots I think it was 2021 possibly for Christmas or Black Friday deal for my husband that we finally were able to do it because as you may know we said in the last episode winter is a thing in Wisconsin so they can only do it like certain times of the year it's probably like probably April or May up until like October or November so you know there's only so much time to do this and of course when I bought them around Christmas uh it wasn't open so we waited till the summer Uh, I think we tried to go back in June but they couldn't find our voucher for some reason so we drove all the way there for nothing uh and then when we went back we were actually able to get like this discount or like a free upgrade to our like photo package which is another also a reason why that skydiving is expensive because they have a second person so they're you know they have to allot time for this other person to get paid this other certified skydiver to then jump with your other person that you're jumping with, not attached, but they're now then taking photos and videos of you jumping from the sky and down from the stratosphere. So they that's a whole nother person they have to, you know, be accountable for and whatnot. So that's why the packages of photos are always expensive. So make note of that if you want some lasting memories. I, I wouldn't say when I bought this, I was going to do the whole video package. I only did it because it was an, a free upgrade because of our trouble um, when we tried to book. So just letting you know, I think it's totally fine if you only want to shell out for like a couple photos. I know they have packages for like just photos, not video. I'm not really somebody who cares about more than just a couple photos, but it is cool. Uh, it was a cool experience. Made us seem like me and Steven were like celebrities because we had like the videographer with us. Um, so <laughs> that was kind of funny. But yeah, just being aware of that, that when you're buying skydiving, if you want the cool photos or and or videos, um, you're probably going to have to pay like at least $100 more. So the day of 
the skydiving. When we went there, after we were all booked, we got weighed in because that, like I said, it is important for this type of thing. Anything with danger, you know, weight is a big factor of it. And when I do into my episode on paragliding, that is a similar kind of thing. Even zip lining, it's similar. It's the, all about that science, right? So after we got weighed in, we waited until it was our turn to jump. Once it was closer to our time to jump, oh, by the way, we did have to watch a safety video. Uh, I do want to make note of that and you had to sign waivers and stuff like that. Once that settled in when we were just kind of waiting and waiting and I'm one of those people that just get it over with, please. I don't want to suffer. I want the thrill to be there and I'm done because I will get over it. I'd be like, all right, I don't want to do this anymore. I will, my brain will talk myself out of it. So the fact that we had to wait like at least an hour kind of was nerve wracking to say the least this um, skydiving business was like this whole thing. They had a humongous building. They had tons of free solo skydivers there practicing for like this big event. They were having like September or something. So there was a lot of people around. It was a lot of things. It was a lot of experienced people. And there's little old me who's never done skydiving um, was pretty intimidating. But it's safe to say that most places aren't going to be quite like that. But it's kind of like when you go and get your first tattoo and there's like all these people who are like tatted up and pierced up and you're just like, I don't know if I belong here. I'm not quite in the demographic yet. So it was just, at first it was just like my anxiety getting to me for sure. But once we were then called to get ready to start getting ready to jump or get in the plane and meet our instructors, we met with this couple who had, the woman had not done any skydiving, but the guy did. And it's the same situation. Steven has once gone skydiving. I've never gone skydiving. So we were just kind of hyping each other up. That was nice. It was just this couple and us in the plane, along with a couple of skydivers that was just there along for the ride to go do their own thing. They were solo. They were not part of it. So then we met our instructors. My instructor was this really nice guy. He was very friendly. And I was just like being straight up with him and just you know, I was, I'm, I'm not somebody who is afraid to just really share how I feel. And I was really nervous. I'm not somebody who gets super nervous anymore. There are certain things that like, I will get this, the tummy rumblings, but this is one of them for sure. I was really surprised. Not, no, I shouldn't say I was surprised that I was afraid, but I hadn't felt that feeling in a minute. Um, probably since I, I don't know, maybe I still, I, I don't know if I, I probably felt that way when I went paragliding off a fucking mountain a couple months before that. 2022 was a weird year, by the way. It was a wild year. That was like my wildest year, I have to say, at least like top one or two years for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, there was that sense of like, oh fuck, this is really happening. I can't stop it. I bought I bought these really expensive things. I paid all this money. We drove all this way. It's really happening. I don't know if I can back out. I would feel horrible if I did. And it wasn't enough for me to not do it. I'm going to be doing a future episode about my bucket list failures. Um, There's only two of them that like I still feel really like bad about to this day. Uh, One in particular. So I didn't want that to be like that again. I didn't I didn't want to fail again. I really wanted to do it. I really wanted to brave, be brave and prove it to myself. And I knew that the feeling afterward would be amazing because I compared it in my mind to paragliding. If I can do this, I can do, I can do that. You know what I mean? So no problem. So yeah, once after we met with our instructors and he kind of gave us the gist of like our parachute and like the gear and all that, 
we were getting ready to go on the plane, which is a tiny plane. So we did a lot of crawling. There's no seats in there. It's just straight up like out of a war movie. They just throw your ass out. You know what I mean? Like that was really, really scary. Um, And it was we had this like watch thing on our arms, like to know how far we are up in the sky. And I do believe we hit I want to say 14,000 feet, I think. So we were up in the stratosphere and at one point they opened the plane door so we can like get some air because it was getting hot and then um, they closed it again and then they opened it one more time and that's when all the solo skydivers went and then uh, I let Steven go first because I was like, dude, this was you wanted to do this more than I and you've done it before. So have fun. I would like to see, you know, you <laughs> do that. Then it was my turn and we get up at the edge. That's really terrible. It felt like a roller coaster. It really did. I know it's like way higher than a roller coaster, but it's kind of like that same view where everybody's an ant um, and but like 10 times more. And boy oh boy was I like what is my fucking life and so the like videographer jumps out first he was also really nice I had a really good group of dudes like they were really fun the other guy was like all right you know he was really helping me calm my nerves he wasn't like intimidating he was a really chill guy gave me like 2000s skater guy vibes but like nice guy you know what I mean so I felt comfortable enough to you know put this trust in him and whatnot so we're climbing up to the edge we scoot to the edge I should say no standing up and we just like hang off like we're sitting at the edge of the plane I know that's probably freaking a lot of people out right now it's the thought of it still freaks me out and yeah he just like kind of like pushes us off gently and it the first feeling I feel besides intense is cold and that's probably the the word I would describe the entire thing I wouldn't say I was scared at that point I wasn't feeling the sense of doom I wasn't feeling the sense of dread. I was feeling cold. I didn't have my like jacket on because like I said, it was August. So while I was waiting, I was worried I was going to get really hot and overheated and I get a stomach ache and I get really, I get heat exhaustion. So like I just was worried that that was going to happen. So I did the opposite and I just had my short sleeve shirt on. I believe I had my woman up shirt. So I thought that was perfect. A woman in the sky. And yeah, I, uh, <laughs> So I was cold. I had like pants on, but I had my short sleeve shirt and I was cold and they did not give, they, I think they gave us goggles if I remember. Yes, goggles. Cause I have my glasses, but they didn't have us like a helmet or anything. The skydiver did. And so did the videographer. But of course I'm freezing my ass off with my short sleeves and my no helmet to like protect my eyes did I have a helmet no I didn't have a helmet on that was really cold and that was the feeling I felt pretty much the entire time except for when we finally got the parachute and I opted out to not grab my parachute I was like I don't think I'm gonna be in the moment to be able to do that I get very distracted if I like my one emotion in my mind is like holy fuck I can't think of anything else I will be no help so he then uh kind of signals uh that he (laughs) I can't remember I was such in a daze 
Uh, I could tell once the videographer was kind of gone that, you know, his his stuff was done. He filled me with my mouth wide open and the wind flapping at my mouth and it was very dry. Once that was done, he then pulls down the parachute and we're just kind of like doing a slow descent. And that's what it reminded me of paragliding. That's essentially what paragliding is without the falling, free falling out of the sky. It's straight up just a parachute the entire time. And you're just kind of like going along for the ride and it's fun. It was a little uncomfortable because because of the straps and some guys strapped to your back but like not really they're kind of higher up for me it's kind of like a leveled um but yeah that was fun uh, I bet it looked hilarious like from other people's perspective like these two people just attached to each other um but yeah it was really cool and then when we landed I didn't have to worry about like trying to when I went paragliding and I'll mention this in the story about paragliding keep referencing it but I want it to be its own story because it's a it was a whole ordeal when we went paragliding, the guy wanted us to try to land on our feet, and I, I couldn't do that. I was too, one, distracted, and also it just didn't work out, and I landed on my butt. But this guy on skydiving, he wanted me to land on my butt. He thought it would be safer, don't worry about it, and I definitely felt more comfortable because I my anxiety of trying to not only not die and crash and break my legs, but try to land on my feet. It was, it's a lot. So I'm glad that it was a smooth landing, got my high fives. We were done, said our goodbyes and that was it. And we got a certification for skydiving. And then we got to get our photos and our videos sent to us, which was super funny and super awesome. I will, of course, after this episode airs, post uh, those photos and maybe even some of my videos from my skydiving last year because it's really funny but it was really cool it was really empowering to see those photos to see my face up there it is literally insane I am just so proud of myself that I did it and I, I think now knowing the process I would have done I would honestly probably do it again if it wasn't so darn expensive I would probably do it uh, again, maybe in a few years, I would like to try to maybe do it in a different place. Uh, but I also really loved the place that we went to it was very like professional and inviting and really friendly people. And I feel like that really says it all like the vibe more than like where you're doing the skydiving. So I would definitely recommend Skydive Chicago if you're in the Madison or Wisconsin, Illinois area. It's not in Chicago. It's like probably like an hour or so away from Chicago. But you know how everyone says they're from Chicago, but it's like the suburbs. That's what this place is. But it is nice. It's a great company. You should definitely check it out. I'm not sponsored. I just, I really enjoyed our time there. So I wanted to do a couple of fun facts about skydiving because it is such a unique thing. And like I said, from what they told us that only like 1% of people in the world will participate in skydiving and people of all ages can actually skydive. It is believed that the youngest person to skydive was four years old. Don't recommend that. I don't know if they can consent fully to that, but it's not officially in like the world records, but it is in theory that somebody at four years old did. And the oldest person is like 101 that went skydiving. So anybody can do it, honestly, with a parent consent, probably under 18. But yeah, people up until they're like, you know, very, very older ages are still skydiving. And that was so badass. Um, I think that's really awesome. Another fun fact about skydiving is you can actually talk in during free fall. So before you get the parachute unlatched, you know, like uh, expanded, 
you actually can't talk because you're going so fast. The wind is literally hitting your mouth. And I, as somebody who did it, can attest to this. My mouth was very dry because it was wide open. It was insane. I was like, I need my Burt's Beeswax chapstick right now. It was very, very impossible to do anything but scream I didn't even scream I just was like whoa and I did that when I was paragliding as well the guy kept saying are you okay because I'm so quiet because I'm just like taking it all in mental like mentally and visually as I gotten older I'd scream less on like adrenaline things I'll go woo you know like whoa but yeah I mean I totally understand you can't talk in free fall. It's just, it's too fast. It's too fast. Uh, So no conversations are happening up there before the parachute is undone. And once your parachute opens, you don't actually go up. Um, That motion of when the cord is pulled and you, you know, are parachuting into descent. um, It's more just actually that the puller, the, the guy, the like, the, instructor is moving upwards so it just feels like you're being let go from your skydiving instructor but it's actually they're just moving upwards to then open up the parachute so they're more going on the ride and you're feeling like oh my gosh we're detaching but it's just uh you know that's the way that it makes it seem like it's a it that's the way it is but it's actually just a trick of perception so um Yeah, I didn't know that until I was reading fun facts, so I thought that was really cool on why I felt that way when we were going into descent and the parachute was pulled, so that's very unique, very interesting. I did not know that. So yeah, that was my skydiving experience. Have you skydived before? I would love to hear it. I will post about my skydiving uh, photos on my Instagram at the bucket list bitch pod and share a story of skydiving if you have, have as well or if you're interested or if you're not interested at all and you're like, absolutely not, I would never do this. Tell me why. I'm curious to know. Also, check out my website, um, thebucketlistbitch.com, and I'm going to be having like a forum on there so we can start building a community of conversation for episodes such as this. Before I go, I just wanted to say thanks again so much for your support on this podcast. I'm sorry that I didn't post an episode last week. Life and being sick did not help. This past weekend, I actually did a work event. I work for, I didn't really want to reveal this because, you know, I want to keep things private, but I work for the Girl Scouts. So I work for a nonprofit and we actually did a, an event called Democracy Day and we did a rally in a march for girls to rally for things that they want to see change or to that they're passionate about and they care about or their love for Girl Scouts and I actually led the charge so I think that is a very unique experience that I definitely have on my bucket list to be part of a rally and I think that is just so cool that I got to do it it was a big day for me personally and of course for the girls but to be part of something like that was just really rewarding and to be part of like a march was also super cool I didn't realize that I would be doing all of that and it just I have a when I'm not sick I have a really loud voice and I think it can be annoying, but it also comes really in handy and it's important to allow these girls to have their voices and to be loud and proud and and who they are. So I just I'm so happy to be part of an organization like this. I've been working there since this past June, so it'll be a year coming up. And yeah, I, I love my community and I love 
my workplace and I love my coworkers and I love the experiences I've gained from this position. So that's what I did this past weekend. Didn't help my voice. I probably would be rested if it wasn't for this past weekend and the weekend before, <laughs> but that's the way that the cookie crumbles. Uh, but I, I enjoyed all of it. So that was episode three. Thank you so much for tuning in. I highly recommend to check out, like I said, my Instagram, The Bucket List Bitch Pod. Please check out my website, thebucketlistbitch.com, which will be linked in the summary of this episode to get any sort of show notes or uh, to submit any future episode ideas or topics that you would like to see on this podcast. I also really want to start maybe getting a community going on my website with like a forum to discuss uh, like all our bucket list ideas, your bucket list and feed off of each other and play off one another about your bucket list ideas. So yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week for a different kind of episode. I hope you all live every day like an adventure, stay safe out there, dare to do things differently, try new things, see the world, see your community and your surroundings around you. There is so much to do. Face your fears. Everybody has a story to tell what will be yours. Thanks for listening. Bye. Did you hear that crack? Oh my gosh. Bye. The Bucket List Bitch Podcast is brought to you by host Sam Martelewski. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode of The Bucket List Bitch, reach out to me on my Instagram at The Bucket List Bitch Pod. Mm-hmm.